Hey, what's up? This is Matt Dietz, and this is Simply Explaining Insurance. This is the show where I tell you what you need to know about insurance in a way that you can understand it, because I know what you don't know about insurance, and I know what you need to know. All right, so today on the show, I got a little curveball for you. I have a guest on the show. Before I get to my guest, I want to encourage you to check out a couple things. I want you to send me a text, 208-213-8809, and hop in my texting community where I'm sending out great offers like the one you're going to get today. Uh, Also check out my masterclass, agencylaunch.net. The growth of your agency is all on you, all right? No one's going to teach you how to do it by yourself, okay? Does that make sense? Like, you got to learn how to do this. Anyway, I have built a platform that will help you learn what you need to learn to be successful in sales and marketing and staffing and retention. And it's all there for you, agencylaunch.net. So today on the show, we're going to talk a little social media, all right? It's something that has been important in my agency's growth over the past 10 years or so. It is a lot to learn. It is a process that you have to understand. And I've brought an expert on to walk us through some stuff. He also founded and uh, started a company called Social Jazz. And we are going to talk some best practices about how to do social. So we talk about what his program does for you, what the platform will do. It's essentially a posting platform, and and he's creating content for you with a little help from me. And uh, I think that this is something that can save you a lot of time and start help you helping you in building your brand, which is really important. And it's one of the things that we talk about is why should you be doing social and why should you be good at it? Well, it's so that you can be a trusted person in your industry, which is what we all want. So uh, listen to this podcast. And at the end of it, I want you to go to socialjazz.com slash deets and you will get free 14 days and 20% off your first two months. So here we go. Welcome, Paul Picaro, to the show. Well, I am joined today with Paul Baccaro, who is the CEO of Social Jazz, which is a hot new uh, social posting company out there that's going to help you. It's going to really help alleviate some stress that you may have with your uh, with with posting on your social networks, which can be exhausting. So, Paul, thank you for joining me today. Matt, happy to be here. Uh, excited to talk to you. So, where are you right now? I am in upstate New York in Rochester. That's right, Rochester, New York. Awesome. New York, home of the garbage plate. <laughs> that's right. What's the name of the restaurant? Uh, Nick Tahoe's. There, that's right. Nick Tahoe's. I, I I told you before. I worked at SUNY Geneseo, which is just a uh, just yeah, what yeah. Th- thirty minutes south of you or something like that, right? Sure. For a couple of years. So I have been to that restaurant, and I'm still feeling the effects of, <laughs> of that garbage plate. So build up an immunity to it over time. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, real quick. We'll start with um, what is social jazz? Yeah. So social jazz is a social media automation platform, right? Um, But specifically designed for certain industries like insurance, where we kind of combine the automation piece with content. And I'm sure we'll discuss that at more length, but uh, in essence, it helps people put their social media on autopilot. Okay. So for me, since I am in insurance, right? And I am am a, a subscriber to social jazz. So I can log into social jazz and it has content created for me. Uh, 
that I can populate and slide over and I can tell it when I want to post and what I want to post, right? Uh, yes, to some extent. So it's actually even a little more automated than that. So this starts off with, we've worked with subject matter experts to create the catalog of content that you mentioned around insurance. So we've got everything of posts about you know, life insurance, long-term care, disability, PNC, uh, we're getting into Medicare content. So we've created all that with subject matter experts to make sure that the content's relevant and, and is answering the questions consumers have. But oh, who, what, what social, what, what experts have you worked with? So our big one is we have a partnership with CAFL Insurance Resources, which is actually also based here in Rochester, New York. Uh, they're a broker that's been around for over 20 years. They have over 4,000 agents in their ecosystem, and um, they were so hot on social jazz, they want to be the first ones to jump on. Great. And then uh, you've been gracious, too, with your time helping us uh, talk about uh, you know PNC in particular, but helping us build our content as well. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. So, right. um you can either you can either go through and add that content to your calendar as you choose, but even better, when you sign up, we actually create a social media plan for you out of the gate with our engine. Um, so you basically already have the whole year planned out with that content, and you can use it as is, or then you can modify it if, afterwards if you want. Great. So, what platforms can you post to from Social Jazz right now? So great, right now, okay. Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter are all automated. We have LinkedIn that will be coming out in the next thirty days. Great. Uh, so all four of those platforms are supported. Great. Do you have a preference for any of those? Do you think Do you think insurance agents uh, should be on all of them or some of them? What's your thought on that? I would, I would say, this is interesting. I just got off a call a few minutes ago with an agent. Um, they actually have about seven agents in their, um, in their company. And uh, the one who uses the social media the most was saying he gets almost all of his leads that he converts are from Facebook, believe it or not. He has a pretty decent presence on LinkedIn, but doesn't seem to generate the close the sales from LinkedIn. But two to three a month, he says he gets from Facebook and closes them. So I think Facebook's still popular, even though everybody's kind of saying it's you know older people and it's not as hip as it used to be. I still think Facebook's number one. Instagram's always a decent one to be on, and then LinkedIn as well. Yeah, I think that um, Facebook's still the biggest. It's the king, right? They're over two still over there are two billion people on Facebook, right? <laughs> Instagram is uh, a lot of people are on Instagram as well. They have I, I don't know their numbers, but I think they're over a billion users now on Instagram. And I think LinkedIn is good for me. I like to use LinkedIn to connect with like referral sources and professionals that would help drive business to me. So that's kind of how I use those platforms. Um so how did this, how'd you come up with this idea? Where did you see the gap, you know, in this industry and how did you, uh, you know, come up with the idea to, to fill that gap and help us out? Yeah. So I actually started off um, in HVAC, believe it or not. I've spent 13 years at a company building software for the HVAC contractors, the people who fix your furnaces and air conditioners. Um, and those are like 75% small businesses. And, you know, they're th- during busy season, they don't have time to breathe. And, um, when our company got acquired by a large private equity and they moved the business and shut us down in New York, I decided to kind of go out on my own and uh, try some things. And one of the things I was no- realizing as I started a couple side businesses is I couldn't keep up with the social. I was really struggling and I was looking at tools out there and trying some of the automation tools. But the biggest piece they were all missing was the content piece. There was nothing out there that would give me good content that I could already use. And as I talked to some of my colleagues in HVAC, they were all saying the same thing. Like, we don't know what to post about. Nobody has content for us. And so I'm like, well, we can build a catalog of content for you. And then as we did that, um, I happened to be talking to the, the folks at CAFL. They were building away from us. 
Um, so we were, we kind of saw them in the parking lot and would have yeah, with had neighbors said, Hey, insurance agents need content too. And I'm like, well, okay, so let's yeah. build content together. So the whole thing was a problem was I couldn't keep up social mostly because I couldn't come up with the content. It's very difficult to sit down and come up with good ideas on a regular basis and social, you have to stay active. Yeah. I was just struggling with that. And, you know, the other tools in the market, they'll help you automate once you have the content. Right. So if you have, a, if you have 50 posts that you've designed, they'll tell you how they'll help you automate it, but yep. what they don't give you is those 50 posts. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that you are not alone in that where people are dying to get on there and they know it's important. It's a really rich tool. Social media is it, it can be free, you know, um, but it can take a lot of time. And uh, a lot of times uh, small business owners aren't taught this, you know, from wherever, whoever hired them, you know, or when they're starting their own agency, you know, all of a sudden, bang, they're running a business and like, oh my gosh, I should be doing social. Oh my gosh, I have no idea how to do that. What can you do to help it help me, you know, to help me. And so I think that's great. As far as the content goes, you know, what's your strategy for creating content? Like what kind of content are you creating? You know, that's different, you know? So, cause I think in, in my industry and even the company that I work for, there are tools that will post stuff for you as well that, you know, we've partnered, my, my parent company is partnered with hearsay, you know, and there's, there's a, a whole library of content um, that can be used. Um, I don't generally use it because I don't, I don't, I create my own content, you know, mm-hmm. and so I don't, I don't, I don't need it, but there's some other agents that do, but what's your theory and your strategy on, on what type of content you're creating for agents out there that's beneficial? Well, the first thing is obviously we create content that's specific for the industry that talks about, um, you know, the products that people need to know about. Um, it addresses a lot of the key questions, like in almost every industry, there's a couple of questions that bubble to the top and then there's a whole bunch of other questions. Um, so answering those key questions that consumers have or providing them more importantly, a way to get those answers. So, you know, insurance, you can't always answer the question of like, how much does life insurance cost? Well, that's not a question you can just answer, right? Right. But provide them some of the factors and say, well, it's going to depend on your age and your health and the coverage amount. And so call us to find out, we'll walk through a quote with you. Um, so a lot of our, our content is around answering the questions and putting together the products and the insights that consumers are asking about and need to know about. But then the second thing is making sure that we are always using a call to action and hashtags that will make sure that it moves the needle, right? Because um, it's one thing to just put out a post and say, do you need life insurance coverage? Question mark, and this, you're done. That's uh, a whole other thing to actually take that and drive it into an action that leads to a lead and a prospect, you know, calling out, calling out to you. Yeah. So all of ours is around that call to action, trying to drive, you know, the leads to pick up the phone, email you, visit your site, fill out a form. So it's all about that call to action. Great. Yeah, I think the content that is being put out by small business owners should be pretty well thought out, right? You just can't blast out. Who want, can I give you a quote today? Like there's some posts out there that just contribute to the noise or the term that I've heard that's uh, that I like is they call it digital clutter. You know, digital clutter, there's a lot of junk that gets put out there and I call it, you know, like it's like a wall in a bus station. You know, everyone goes up there and throws up their ad, you know, on the bulletin board at the bus station and like it's just a mess, right? Nobody's scanning that, you know. And I think some social media feeds have become just a bunch of noise. So what kind of content are you putting out there that's going to get noticed? Because attention is really 
uh, an important, you know, people are staring at their phones all day long. So what are you going to put out there that's going to grab their attention? That's going to, uh, you know, make them want to reach out to you at some point. And that's the, that's the magic bullet right now in social, I think is, is keep getting their attention and keeping it. It is. And that the other piece of that though, is you, you need to make sure that you're getting found on social. So you can have the best design post in the world, but if you aren't getting actually found, um, you're not, you're not going to be, you're not going to be seen. Right. So part of that is posting regularly, consistently, mm -hmm. um, using the right hashtags that are being trending and that the algorithms are going to look on, um, using the content types, as you mentioned, that are most popular. So in Instagram right now, obviously their videos is getting bigger. Um, so having video content gives you way more impressions and reach. Um, so making sure that you have all those pieces lined so that the algorithm sees you as something viable to show in the feed. Because you, like I said, you could have a great uh, post, but if nobody sees it, you know, it's the old tree falling in the woods thing. Right. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of factors that go into designing the content to make sure that it's performing. Do you have a formula that you like for how often to post and then what type of posts to throw out there? Like for each platform, it might be different. You know, maybe on Facebook, you want to post X amount of times a day and on Instagram, maybe a certain, a different number of times a day or Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, and then along with that, like types of posts, do you want to just be insurance? Do you want to put posts out about yourself and your family and your hobbies? Like, do you have kind of a formula that you liked uh, that, that you would tell eight, you know, small business owners to, to follow, to, to, to start building the habits that they need yeah, to build? I would, say that, I would say that first thing you're right, that every platform is a little different and every, and not only how often you post, but what you post about. Um, so for example, Twitter tends to be very short posts, but you want to do quite often. You want to do probably multiple times a day if you can, which makes it very tough as a platform for a lot of small businesses. When you start getting into Facebook and Instagram, once a day is, is more than enough, but two to three times a week is probably uh, realistic to keep up. And in terms of uh, types of content, uh, they've actually done a number of studies on it and saw that variability is important, not just in, like you said, don't just post about insurance. But even the style of post, don't always post photos, like sometimes make it text-based, sometimes make it illustrative, sometimes make it video. Um, so really varying up your, your content is very important. Um, the growing uh, trend obviously is video, um, but you should still supplement that with other um, formats. Um, carousels are another big one right now that are very popular and get a lot of, it gives you more room to tell your story. Um, so I, I would just say variability is important. Two to three times a week on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn is enough. Um, if you're going to do Twitter, I would say you need to commit to a little bit more time because you should be doing multiple a day. Yeah, great. Thank you. I think I think the premise for social for me, and I've been using social for a long, long time, is I, I, I think it should be your goal should be twofold. One is you want to position yourself as the expert in your field. As like, mm -hmm. for me, I want people to know that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to insurance so that when people see my stuff and they see it again and again and again and again, they think, man, this guy 
sure knows a lot about insurance, you know, and like, that's how you want to be. That's, that's important. But the other thing is too, I like to post things about myself so that's, I'm trying to attract people like me because people like to do business with people that are, that are like themselves, you know? So I like base, I like baseball. I'm from Chicago. I like rock music. I like movies. I have a family. I've got teenagers, like all of these things. If I put stuff about all of that out there, it's going to attract people that are like that. They're like, Oh, I have a family too. And I have a teenager too. And I like the Chicago Cubs too. And like, it'll just make you more relatable so that eventually this is an end game. We want to eventually connect with people in real life and sell them a product. Right. And so if you make a connection with someone on social and they want to do business with you because you know a lot about insurance and you're a fan of the Chicago Cubs, and then you finally meet somebody in real life or get them on the phone, you have something in common to talk to them about. You're like, Hey, did you see the Cubs game yesterday? And like, and that's the sales process can begin there, you know, with a, with a common connection. And that's kind of always been my strategy. So my posts are varied with all of that stuff so that I can have something to. and when you meet someone in real life, not even just on the phone, but like, maybe you're out marketing, you know, the dream is to have somebody come up to you and say, Hey, I saw your post about this. That was great. And then you've got something to talk about. Absolutely. And we obviously, even though we, we promote automation and we have a catalog of content, we absolutely recommend that people supplement that with, with specific posts about their business. Well, like you said, whether it's photos of their office, a new staff member, um, you know, a team building event, like you said, if you go to a big baseball game and uh, you, you post all those as well, um, you can post your core values, you can post anything you want that's really specific to your business, to you as an individual, you're building your brand. In the end, people forget that social media, you know, it's not advertising really. I mean, it is to some extent that you're trying to build your brand, but these aren't ads that are running. These are, you're trying to connect with other human beings. As you mentioned, you're trying to engage with them and build a relationship. And they want to know a little bit about you and your company in, in addition to your products, right? And your expertise. Yeah. Uh, so totally agree with you. I think that somebody said this to me years ago and I, I haven't forgot it. He goes, you know, the one thing that people forget about social media is the first word of that is it's social, right? It's even in the name of your company. It's supposed to be some, a, a way to start a conversation, you know, not just an ad, like you said, not a one-sided blast. It's supposed to start a conversation. And so if anybody ever replies to any of your posts, it's always to be, it's always a good habit to make sure that you're responding to their replies, you know, and to start that conversation. So just don't let people reply to your posts and let them, and don't say anything back. You should always reply so that you can start that conversation and start making that connection. It's such a simple concept too. I mean, like I said, people are afraid of the camera, but we just posted uh, something to Instagram yesterday and it got more views and likes than any other post. And it was just me working at my computer with a time-lapse on and then we played some music and put a caption over the top of it. Like I didn't even have to talk or memorize anything, read a script, right? I just sat there and worked at my computer with the time-lapse camera on and we just, and we posted it. I there mean, you go. A real person behind the keyboard working and, and uh, yeah, it works well. That's great. Uh, something that I've always liked, I've, I've said before that I, I've 
always created my own content. I have my own voice. I have my own way of doing things. I have a creative side that I like to, to show. And so I kind of do all this stuff by myself. Um, it's part, I'm trying to create a brand, right? And so I have a logo for my brand. Is there anything that you guys have where for all of you, the posts that you have that you're creating where maybe uh, an agency owner can, can kind of watermark your posts with their branding or their logo? Is there anything like that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, this week coming out with our version 1.0 of our branding engine. Um, just a side note, we have all of our internal projects are named after uh, jazz greats. Like uh, this one's Ella is our branding engine, Ella Fitzgerald. Nice. It's going to allow you to upload multiple logos or a single logo if you only have one and select your brand colors. And then it's going to go through and all the posts, it's going to drop your logo in. It's going to recolorize things to the point where even if you have a photo, it could recolorize someone's shirt in the photo to use your brand color for the shirt. So it's going to be a very powerful engine to make it look like it's your brand, even though it's, you know, kind of a little more out of the box. That's great. That's great. Are you guys doing anything with video? We are testing video right now. Uh, video obviously is big. So the two things we're thinking about is not only having video that will be available in our catalog, but the other thing we're kicking around is the idea of providing um, agents a way to say read a script on camera through their phone. They don't have to have any crazy, you know, studio setup. Just read a quick script we provide for them and upload it. I love it. What's your thought on? Um, let's talk about video for a little bit because it's big right now and it's not going to go away. Um, you know, people are can be a little camera shy, can be a little scary, you know, for one reason or another, I don't, the camera makes people do weird things. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's always been that way. It feels like, uh, you know, what would you say for helping people get comfortable for, for being on, on camera? Um, and any thoughts there? Yeah. I think the first thing is <laughs> getting over the fear by just doing it once. I mean, the biggest thing, and I had the same thing, like I'm not exactly super camera friendly. Right. Um, and oh. I don't I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have makeup artists and everything. So the very first time I turned the camera and I was, I was very nervous about how it would come across. And you're also worried about, you know, as you're talking, fumbling over your words and maybe missing your, you know, kind of wandering on your point, that's all fine because what people are looking for nowadays is authenticity. They're looking to, like you said, to make a connection with you as the expert, they want to see you and who you really are. And that means, you know, exactly how you look and sound. And so authenticity is, is incredibly important now. And that means you can just turn your camera on. You don't have to have a studio set up. Um, yep. Just turn it on and give them some advice. And, and people are really loving that. That's the importance of video. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when you use the word authenticity. Like people will see you, you know, if, if you're right. just giving good advice or pretend like you're talking to a prospect or a current client and what advice would you give them? You know, what, what advice, I like the question, like what advice would you give your sister, you know, and like, just say it like you're talking to a family member and it'll come across authentic and record it and stop it and post it. You know? yeah. and, and nowadays the cameras are so, so good. The deaf on them is so good that you can just use an iPhone or a camera or an Android and, uh, you don't really have a small ring light. I mean, you really don't need a huge setup. And uh, just, like you said, just turn it on and, and record. And if it's a good, post it. And if it's not good, just redo it. But yeah. first, the first thing is just getting over the fear of being in front of the camera, just doing it once or twice. And once you do, you realize, okay, it's not that scary. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's like asking a girl out for the first time, right? Like when you're a teenager, you're scared to death to pick up the phone and make that and to ask the girl out. But, you know, um, I think that, 
I think the, the, I know the more you do it, the, the easier it gets, the more natural it gets. And at some point you'll forget the camera's even there. You know, once you've done a hundred of these things, you're like, right. It's just becomes part, it just becomes normal. You know, one of the biggest fears people have is public speaking. I mean, we all know that, right. There's people out there that are terrified to speak in public. And so they think it's going to be the same, but honestly, it's not like you said, once you get used to the idea that you're just talking to a camera and you start to even forget the cameras there, um, it becomes pretty easy to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, final question for you, just, do you have any common like do's and don'ts when it comes to posting on social? Like what's some, just some basic one-on-ones that, that we haven't hit about or that we haven't hit on. Yeah. The, on the do's, like I said, variability and authenticity are important, right? Make sure you're, you're, well, you got to stay active. So we have like five golden rules of social media. One is you got to be present and be active. Like if you're not active on there, you're not going to get found. There's going to be questions, you know, when customers go to evaluate you, like are they even in business anymore? So be present, be active. Um, And then like I said, variability, make sure you have a lot of good content up there. I love the fact that you post pictures of yourself and like your, your, you know, your baseball attire at a game. Uh, Like I said, it's very authentic. Um, Another one is be professional though. I mean, you want to make sure a lot of people resort to try to put memes up. And some of the memes are, you know, they're funny, but they're not really business uh, appropriate and they're not real professional. Right. Uh, we suggest you stay professional, um, even though you might find that meme funny and maybe your audience does. Um, it, so those are some of the, the big ones is stay active, stay authentic and create variability. As far as don'ts, I just mentioned one of them, like don't just post anything up there to add to the noise, as you mentioned, um, because you're really not moving the, need, the needle on that. And the second thing, which is a big don't, is people don't give that call to action. So they might put a big piece of good piece of content up there, but they don't tell that you know end consumer then what to do next. Like they don't say, "Hey, pick up a phone and call us, or visit this website, or fill out this form." That's a that's a missed opportunity for somebody to you know kind of reach out to you. Um, so that's a huge don't. Like just don't put content out without a next step for somebody to follow. Yeah, that's a good point because if that content lands with a potential clients. And they're like, that's a great point. I never thought of that before, but I have another question. I don't know what to do. Like, well, who should I call? You know, what do I do next? I think it's good to have it bang right, right in front of them, the phone number or an email or, or whatever. I think that's something that a lot of people miss. I think that's something I could probably be doing better, you know, myself. A lot of people, lot of people forget that. Um, they always think that somebody's on their Facebook page or on their Instagram grid. But a lot of times your, your content showing up in somebody's feed along with a whole bunch of other content from other people, right? So they're not yeah. on your Facebook page. Um, so your content information might not be readily available to them unless they go look for it. But if it's you true. put it right, call to action right within the post, they don't have to go look for it. Yeah, that's a good point. I know there are people in my Twitter feed, you know, that show up and they show up. Twitter's algorithm is different than, than other ones. You'll like, like if, if I follow you on Twitter, and you you like a post, that post might show up on my timeline because you liked it, not because I follow that person that right. you liked. And so, so there's a lot of stuff that show up on my feed from people that I don't even follow. So I think that's a good point where if that person if that post that you liked doesn't have a call to action on there, I'm not following that person. I might never see anything from that person again, you know, but um, if it had a call to action on it or something that I could click on or something like that, it would be, it would be smart. So I did that. Uh, yeah. Even just a website. I mean, it doesn't work with Instagram as easy, but because you right. can go to the file, but. Yeah. So I guess I have one last question though. You know, 
um, how, what's the best way to build a following in your estimation? You know, how do you get people to like your page or to follow your page? Because that's, that's important too. We have to have people that see what we're posting, right? You know, you can post the greatest stuff, but if nobody's following you, it doesn't matter. So do you have any advice on how to, to build a following of people who you want to follow you? You know, I always want people to follow me who might eventually buy insurance from me or something like that. So what are your recommendations for, for finding people uh, to, to like or follow your page? Yeah. I think one of the things that's definitely changing in the industry is that, you know, kind of those metrics of follows, likes, and shares are certainly real good indicators of whether you're building an audience or not. But ultimately it's, you know, does it translate into, like you said, receiving that phone call or that email from somebody who's interested and the way you do that um, to build the followers, but also then have them take action is to produce content that actually meets their needs. So like I said, for for example, in HVAC, the biggest question is how much does, like one of the biggest questions, is how much does it cost to put a new furnace in? That's like a huge question, right? Everybody wants sure. to know like a furnace is all, how much is it going to cost? When you're producing content that helps them answer those questions or gives them a direction to go get that answer, um, and you become trusted. Uh, that's when people follow you. So just going through and common questions, common concerns that customers have and addressing those, like you said, builds your brand and makes you the expert. And that's who people want to follow. And then like being authentic as well. So, I mean, if, you know, I tend to be somebody who jokes around a lot of bit, uh, quite a bit. And so I, I tend to use humor. So I, you know, I'll probably continue to do that. So yeah. be authentic and just address their concerns and that's, then they're going to want to follow you. Great. Awesome. All right, buddy. How can we find you? Let's talking about call to action. Like what, uh, how can people find you? You you giving anything away? I think you maybe have a two week trial. What do you got? What do you got for us? Yeah. So if you go to socialjazz.com slash insurance, cause we actually have multiple industries. So if you want the insurance uh, content, go to that address. Uh, we have a two week trial. So it's 14 days. We don't charge your card until the very end. Actually, you don't even have to put it in to get started. You, you can just go and get started by just putting your email address in. Um, and then I believe Matt, we still have a, a promo for your listeners, correct? Yes. So an additional uh, discount for all of your uh, followers and subscribers. Great. Well, I think I'm all out of questions. This was good. This is just some really good, basic one-on-one advice that all new business owners should know. This stuff can be intimidating. Um, It's not, obviously it's here to stay. It's always evolving. There are new platforms. I mean, there's TikToks out there and Snapchat. Like I don't think there's a wrong place to be, but, you know, putting content out there is something you have to create the habit of doing this. And what your platform does is it, it kind of creates the habit for you. Like it can be passive. If you go, you could spend, you do not have to spend a lot of time on the social jazz dashboard to dress up all your posts for like a year if you wanted to. And you can kind of set it and forget it. Like I'm a little more active, but at the very minimum, you could load up a whole, you know, a month, a quarter, six months, a year's worth of good content created by social jazz. That's going to be, you know, industry specific for you. And you can hit, you know, enter or post or whatever. And it's just going to, it's going to put stuff out for you regularly, but you still have to go back and visit and, uh, you know, pay attention to what's going on. Cause if you're getting interest, you want to be there responding, but you've taken a lot of that, um, daily work out of it if you choose to go that way. So I think it's really beneficial. Yeah, I hope everybody goes out and at least checks it out. And if nothing else, if you sign up for that free trial and see the plan and the content it creates for you for you know a 12-month period, 
and just see if it, if it works for you in terms of the topics and um, and in content that we have in there. And the other thing I'll say is the last thing is that you know, not only stay active on social, but to Matt's point, this is a way to talk to customers and build relationships and engagement. Keep an eye on your social that when people comment, make sure that you're commenting back, right? Responding yep. back to them. There's nothing worse than if they look at your post and they comment on it and then you just never respond. Um, they're looking for a conversation with you. So yeah. that's a piece of this. Is, yeah, it's good advice. Yeah. All right, Paul. Well, I think you guys are doing really good things. Um, we're rooting for you. We're hoping to get some people your way. Thanks for the great content that you've helped me create today. We're going to get this out in front of everybody so we can continue to teach people best practices. And uh, I appreciate your time today. You got it. Excited to be here. And uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Paul. You got it. All right. There you go. Thank you, Paul, for coming on. I thought I'd throw you a little curveball. I know this one's a little bit longer than than the other ones, but there's, there's so much good content in there and a, and a ton of things for you to understand and learn. And Paul, thank you for sharing your expertise and building this platform. And um, yeah, one more time, go to socialjazz.com slash dates and you will find 14 days free waiting for you and 20% off your first two months. So go check it out. My name is Matt. This is Simply Explaining Insurance. You can find me all over the place. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Deets Agency. I'm very active on all platforms. So reach out and say hello. And if you do me a favor, I would love a review of the show. It would be mean a lot to me. I'd appreciate it. So that's what I got for you today. Thank you so much and be safe.